Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Can I just pick up on something we were talking about on Thursday's show last week and give you a bit of an update? Mm. Do you remember I was saying that there was this incredibly forward squirrel? That oh, yes. Coming up to Stella, my two-year-old, and I intervened. I, I broke the prime directive from Star Trek by intervening as a new uh, uh, civilization was trying to make contact. Uh, and I've been thinking about it ever since. We were back down the park again at the weekend. It was the same day that I... Uh, you're about to find out how I managed to rescue someone's phone in this show. Uh, and the squirrel was there again. All goes on in that park. Same squirrel. He's got a kind of quite a distinctive black sooty face. Right. Uh, so he's like a distinctive squirrel. Uh, but then the weirdest thing was I heard another, like, granddad with granddaughter going into the park to, say if, to see if they could see the squirrel. So this, this squirrel's obviously like a... <laughs> a little bit loose with his, you know, uh, you know, attentions. Unless, unless that squirrel has now become a tourist attraction. Imagine that. Because it's been talked about on the Absolute Radio Home Time Show. This could be, this could be people coming from miles around. So if you live in Leon Sea or Southend and you're aware of what we will call an over-friendly squirrel <laughs> in library gardens, do get in touch with the show. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, I did something good at the weekend and it felt great. Now, I'm saying that in a way that it makes me sound like I'm normally quite evil at the weekend. No, no, no. Me? <laughs> moi? I, I would say, I mean, if it was Dungeons and Dragons, I'd be chaotic neutral. Right. would be my alignment, if you've ever played that role-playing game. Uh, but this, this is what happened. I was walking the girls through the park, as I do over the weekend, and we were walking around um, uh, Library Gardens in Leon C, which is our local park, and there was a uh, mobile phone left on a park bench. Right. You know what it's like? And, and someone had obviously put it face down because they were having a chat and got up and walked away. I've done it loads of times. and It's, it's horrible when you lose your phone, and it? It's just the worst thing in the world. So I, I instantly felt bad for this person. Uh, and also... I'm going to be honest with you, there was quite a lot of scally circling around. Right. A lot of, you know, grey tracky bottom crew going on. So I thought, I need to do something with this. Can't just leave it there. So I thought, how am I going to... It was locked and it had some like ladies' photo on it as the lock screen. But I was like, how on earth am I going to find out whose phone this is? And then I had a very un-Andy Bush brainwave mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, why don't I ask Siri? Because your your watch has got Siri on it. It's, it's going off all the time. Piping up every five minutes, giving, giving a bit of advice or whatever. So I'm sorry if this is going to mess you up if you do know, own an iPhone, but I just said, hey Siri, phone mum. That's brilliant. And then it, it started phoning, it phoned this person's mum. Genuinely an inspiring idea. I, I promise you, Han and I would not have come up with that idea myself. Isn't that quite weird though? It's so very that, good. That means if you leave your phone anywhere, locked up, it's locked. Yeah. You can you can just shout at the phone and it will start phoning people at your yeah, phone yeah. book. Which, <laughs> next time someone goes to Lou in a cafe, give it a go. <laughs> anyway, so I speak to this 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 lady who says well, that's my son's phone. Uh, and he'd gone for uh, drinks with his mates down at the like uh, the old Lee down the front there where all the pubs are. So you know what be like, I imagine he's got down to the pub, thought, oh my God, I've left my phone somewhere. Mm. The evening's going to be terrible. Uh, within half an hour, he turns up with his friend at our house. I give him the phone and he and I quote, I'm going to put this on LinkedIn, he says, I'd restored his faith in humanity. Oh. Which is a nice thing and it felt good. And do you know what? And I'm not saying there's any connection between these two things, right? But later on that afternoon, having done my good turn and the universe looking down, you know, positively on me, my team Everton go and win their first football match. <laughs> In absolutely ages. I'm going to go out looking for lost phones. That's what I should have done yesterday. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going back down. Come down the park with me, honestly. We'll see if we can find another one. Um, but it, it's got me thinking about, you know, random act of kindness. I've done a random act of kindness. Maybe someone's done a random act of kindness to you or you've been a good person. I tried to buy a, a pan of chocolat on the way back uh, last week. Uh, and the bloke recognising me uh, gave me a second one free and gave me a wink uh, without really? realising. Yes. Really? Yes. Random act of kindness. 
really looking at the gut. I could have done without it, but um... I think he might be coming <laughs> yeah. on to you. Dave has emailed saying, uh, "You asking Siri to do that uh, made my MacBook start to call my mum." Isn't it mad though? Right? A just being able to shout that at someone's lost phone because it was mm. locked. You can make that phone call someone from their address book. But we have the power now on the radio to just say. Well, I think what's quite nice is a couple of million mothers have just had a call, thanks to this show. We should do around Mother's Day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Get people out of a sticky situation. Someone says, a young man, 20-ish, helped my 11-year-old daughter Eva when she fell off a bike and cut her leg on the way home. He let her use his phone to call me, made a makeshift bandage, and waited with her in the pouring rain for me to pick her up. Humanity restored. She adds, I know somewhere out there there is a mum who should be very proud of him. That's good. That's lovely, that. Uh, GC Music in Taunton. Need a, oh, yeah. uh, need a mention here. This text says, I took my 14-year-old daughter in to buy her her first ever bass guitar. We didn't have enough money for it. After hearing how long my daughter had been saving, the proprietor said he liked to help young people into music and sold her a bass guitar and everything she needed for the budget that we had. Oh, wow. When we got home and Googled the guitar, it turned out he'd sold it for half its worth. He definitely took a loss. Faith in humanity restored. We could end up playing her band on this show. Exactly. In the not-too-distant future. We've got Vicky on the line right now. Vicky, tell us about a random act of kindness that you did. Yeah, so it was a few years ago when I was driving on my way to work and there was... um it was like a cash, like a little cash tin that was just in the middle of the road with coins scattered all over the place. Um, so I stopped, picked up this box, picked up the, the coins, and I thought, how on earth am I going to get this back to anybody? I have no idea who this belongs to. And then I thought to myself all of a sudden, I thought, I'm sure there's a car that parks there that's got, like, branding on it, like RABC or something. I didn't know what RABC was. So I got to Googling, and it turned out there was a boxing club near my that had that sort of initials. So I got in touch with them. And, yeah, it turned out that the guy had put the cash box on his roof that morning and then driven off um, and was very, very grateful to get it back because it was like their little subs tin that they use. What about that? You're like a really nice Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like detective work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, do you feel, because like, I, I, obviously Everton ended up winning then. That's not why I did it. It's not why I reunited them with their iPhone. But it did end, I ended up having a good turn come my way. Did anything good happen to you because you'd done a good thing? Vicky? Oh, I can't remember now. It was a little while ago. No, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe I just, uh, I don't know, maybe I was just a bit happier that day knowing that I'd done a good deed for people. <laughs> well, I would be on high alert for the rest of the day because the world has become aware of your kindness. Maybe yes. that karma <laughs> is going to come back to you today. Maybe it will. Maybe maybe I should buy a lottery ticket or something, yeah. Split it three ways between all three of us. That's lovely yeah, of you to offer fine. as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> i tell you what has been the solution for you is this karma uh, that you've been experiencing because of the random act of kindness that you were telling us about. Uh-huh, yeah. Picking up of this phone, reuniting it with its owner, uh, and then later in the day, you're getting Everton's first win of the season. This is it. I've changed Everton's season through one act of kindness. See, this is the thing, right, though. It's, it's a flip reverse of, of you and I today because... You were saying how over the weekend uh, you watched the game live, you watched Match of the Day Saturday night, then you said you watched it again on Sunday morning I just did. because. I know, but like normally my, my weekends are always ruined by Everton Football Club. Yes. But it was you guys as Arsenal fans. I know. Normally positive. Exactly, and, and today you are sweetness and light, but I'm walking around in a slightly morose mood. Well, well, welcome having... to my world. <laughs> 
having only taken a point against our arch rivals yesterday. But it's weird though because like, most if you look at like how you guys performed last season, or whatever you won most of your games. Yeah. So winning like one in fifteen is not a thing you've ever had to be used to. No, do you know it's what I mean? not. So no, it's having made... to go for a walk around the block because your other half's told you off about your language. <laughs> it's made such a different weekend. This is this is the yin and yang of uh, an a random act of kindness. Kirsty says, "I found a mobile phone in Dunelm, and I spent five minutes hunting down a staff member to hand it in, only to realise it was actually their stock checking gadget." <laughs> So it swings aroundabouts with these things. Uh, time for one last random act of kindness. Matt, what happened to you? Uh, well, we're on holiday in Lanzarote. Um, my wife managed to leave her mobile phone on the aircraft. And thank God one of the cleaners found the phone on the aircraft. So um, <laughs> he put it to one side, basically, for us. Oh, wow. He could have disappeared off with it. And they put it to one side and your, your partner's well, been well, re- yeah. reunited. Yeah, I, I guess it, it fell, I guess, between one of the seats on the plane or something. Um, and yeah, I think they could have just walked off. Anybody could have walked off with it. But um, Terry, I think it was, was finally the guy that answered the phone at Swissport. Um, so yeah, he's put it to one side at Luton Airport, and hopefully we pick it up next week. Terry, Terry's a trustworthy name, isn't it, it is. Terry? So you'll get that on your return from holiday. And the other bonus you have is your wife doesn't have her phone with her on holiday, so you'll have her complete undivided attention. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's just dawned on him. It's just dawned on him. (laughs) (laughs) This person says I left £200 in cash in a hotel room in Rhodes because I hid it under the Bible, which they add is the best hiding place for cash. Wow. I didn't know that. Most of the time they've got a little safe in That's one of my favourite bits (laughs) going to the hotel, doing the old sofa cracking thing. Then panicking when you're at tea, thinking you can't remember the number. Uh, I called the hotel when I got home and they posted it back to me and I thought it was gone forever. There you go. Uh, It's been a struggle for us today. Uh, The coffee machine in the office is broken. I went downstairs earlier on, about half past three before the show. We always have a pre-show coffee, just uh, that little extra degree of finesse we find it brings to the show. We call it a dirty latte. We do indeed, because they're machine lattes. It's just dirty. (laughs) Uh, But I went downstairs, uh, washed up some mugs, uh, got the sugar ready, all that kind of thing, walked to the machine and was immediately... Oh, there was a laminated sign on it saying, sorry, the coffee machine is broken. And I just let out this massive sigh. And all the people that were working close to the coffee machine were like, oh, yeah, it's broken. Somebody's put hot chocolate powder in the coffee bean grinder. Oh, it's interesting. I I spoke to Bernard, um, our security guard, just a bit earlier on before the show started. And the big scandal in the building is this. Oh, yeah. uh, Whoever it is that's done that is not an officially authorised coffee machine updater. Oh, really? So it's just a normal civilian has tried to put the coffee in and has obviously completely messed it up because they put the chocolate in the coffee slot. See, this is is the thing, right? The the coffee machine is the pumping heart of the building and you can understand how people knowing this new piece of scandal are up in arms about it trying to work out it is it's like who shot mr burns but i've got a lot of sympathy for them because it's easy to do this sometimes when you're under pressure now you think about it this is a have a go hero who's kind of thought oh do you know what there's designated people but i'm going to try and fix this myself yeah. because the office needs coffee yeah yeah true. all right so they've they've gone under this under the right motives I can remember once, uh, back in previous years of Absolute Radio, uh, putting uh, diesel in a petrol vintage car that ended up having to be destroyed. Uh, and There's a was... memory for the 15th yeah. birthday week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's easy done and it's soul-destroying when you make an easy mistake like that. Well, I mean, sometimes it's not a mistake, though. Like, my, my cousin Chris Marsden in our family from Liverpool is still a legend for sticking a jam sandwich in the family video cassette recorder. <laughs> back in the 80s, when they, you know, they were really expensive, Yeah. stuffed to jam Sani in there that and broke a, it. That's not a mistake, is it's it? It's not a mistake. So, but he's got legendary <laughs> status in our family because of that. 
Ian in Lincoln says, what coffee machine is it? I'm a coffee engineer. I might be able to sort it. I'd love to hear that. Live coffee machine fixing on this show. <laughs> it's a whole hour. We, we've done a lot in the last five years on this show, but we haven't done that yet. Do you do printers? Because we've got the worst printer in the world. <laughs> on this first. Don't get me started on that printer. Right. I'm concerned about the Daybury Breakfast Show tomorrow morning. They won't have any coffee when they get in because someone's jammed up the machine with hot chocolate powder. Deary me. Uh, we were after your stories uh, of things that you've seen broken by the wrong thing being put in the wrong thing. Thing. Uh, Kerry, what happened? It was coins in my um, husband's car. It was my two-year-old son stuffing coins into the hole. <laughs> OK, can you clarify what hole that was for the, the waiting audience? <laughs> oh, sorry, the, uh, the CD player hole. <laughs> in the CD player in the dashboard. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> OK, and uh, what happens when you stuff coins in the CD player's slot in the dashboard? Your battery goes dead. Does it? Of the car? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Why? Why does that? Why does that happen? I think it just because it constantly thought there was something in it, I guess, and so it would have been making it play. Maybe, constantly trying to play a fifty p. <laughs> yeah, just spinning yeah. around. <laughs> Amazing! I never knew that. Do you know how much was in there? Two pound fifty two, I believe. Do you add that onto the price of the car when you sold it on? <laughs> well, it was a car, so. <laughs> Although Emma says, um, surely you can't just all embrace a mocker. Thanks for the help, Emma. What, who are we? Willy Wonka? It's, a mocker is uh, a coffee for children. Exactly. Isn't it? Uh, Lee from Cornwall says uh, he stuffed the pool table pockets in a well-known Perrinporth pub <laughs> with his Dukes of Hazard toy cars, he adds, when he was eight. <laughs> if he did that when he was 38, that'd be calling some kind of help, I think. Uh, Dan, what have you seen broken because the wrong thing's been put in? It was um, basically my little brother, it was years ago, like back in the 90s, my little brother for a jam sandwich at the video player. It's definitely a thing of an era, like our cousin Chris did exactly the same thing, became a legend. What was the what was the fallout of your brother doing that in your house? Oh, well, basically when my dad came home from work, that was like... You just weren't happy. World War Three. I don't know about you, Dan. When I was yeah. a kid, all our all our tellies and uh, videos they were rental. I remember if something broke, you'd have the the Gr- Granada rental bloke come round yeah. and like radio rental. Yeah, was stuff. It? I, it was one of my favourite things. Was if the telly was broken, yes, okay, you couldn't watch telly, but you knew within the next couple of days <laughs> you would be able to sit in the lounge and watch a bloke take your telly apart. And I used to love that. Yeah, we uh, well, our video player and our TV were a rental as well. So what, they just take it off and it's got a jam sarnie in it? Yeah. <laughs> How do you yeah. explain to the rental guy it's got a sandwich in it? <laughs> I sure, like, my, my mum must have said, like, oh, you can have the sandwich, don't worry about it. Brilliant little treat. Treat in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Uh, it doesn't have to be stories about jam sandwiches being inserted in the wrong hole. <laughs> Let us know what you have seen. Put in the wrong thing. Andy in Seven Oaks says, I put too much mix in one of those hotel-based waffle makers uh, in the States. It started smoking and then went pop. Waffle mix confetti. Brilliant. Sounds actually quite nice. (laughs) I've never been anywhere near like a hotel-based waffle making machine. only dream. Need to get myself over to the United States. Uh, Thank you for those. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Tom would like to chuck in that he broke a kettle uh, by trying to do a pot noodle in the kettle, just uh, taking out the middleman and just putting it straight in there. That is the student holy grail. Who'd have thought? Did he pull it off? <laughs> we, we will never know. Love this one as well, speaking of being a student and stuff. Adam and Matt Edwards say uh, Bush and Richie in the early 90s. My brother and I put a grape on one side of our scale electric track. We lined the car up with it ran it over and crushed it into the metal track and dragged the leaking grape around one side of the track. After that, only one side of the track worked. He adds, grapes and scale electrics don't mix. <laughs> Who 
Food of thought. What a thing to do. Uh, right, Arlene hanging on to uh, pretty much uh, drop her hubby into it. Uh, Arlene, what did he do? Um, he'd been out drinking <laughs> and he said to me in the morning, I might have made a bit of a mess in the kitchen because I think I cooked when I came in. So right. I went downstairs in the morning and she bought a shouted, Ian! And he came running downstairs. I had bought new picture frames. Right. And I'd sat them on my workshop. He'd come in when he was drinking and thought they were large bowls. But they were bought. Sorry, sorry. Pause there for a second, Arlene. So Ian thought that a picture frame was actually a large bowl. Yes. How how many had he had? How many drinks had Ian had at this point? (laughs) Probably a bar fill. (laughs) So what did Ian try and put in the picture frame slash bowl? Country vegetable soup. (laughs) (laughs) What a legend. (laughs) Yes. What he remembers when I when he seen it, it was that he'd scraped the flower off the the inside of the frame and said, "I'm not eating that country veg." There's a big flower in it. This guy's unbelievable, isn't he? <laughs> so he's your ex-husband? No, he is my current husband. He's a hoot. He's a hoot. It's never a dull moment when Ian's out. <laughs> yes, we could phone you every day with something this man does. I just I speak as one. Please do. Please, we want to hear more about Ian. <laughs> yes, yeah, so happily married makes me laugh every day. Oh, God bless you. Lovely to speak to you. Take care. And pass on our love to Ian. I will do. Thank you. Now, let me tell you about my Sunday night and indeed my Saturday night and indeed my Friday night. Okay, what's been going on? Hey, well, do you remember last week uh, on Mind Blown, which returns tomorrow here on Home Time? Sure does. We were talking about weighted blankets. We were indeed. Jade got in touch from the little blanket shop and said, Can I send in some little blankets for the Home Time team to review? We were like, Yeah, go for it. Is the Pope Catholic? Well, I did. Uh, well, took this home over the weekend. I got my weighted blanket out. I cannot tell you how much it's changed my life over the last three nights. Oh, is it good? Honestly, it's absolutely amazing. I know you might be thinking, do you really need extra blankets at this time of year? It's not making me extra warm, but it's just making the blanket heavier. I have slept like a baby the last few nights. Ours is still in the box. We're having building work done in the house at the moment, so mm-hmm. there's dust everywhere. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin what looks to be a lovely, lovely, like, silky grey yeah. weighted blanket with... You know, plus the dust. Honestly, it's witchcraft, because you look at it, and it's a blanket, but then you hold it, and you need to do a workout, but you're sleeping on top of it. You're sleeping underneath it, it's blankets on top of you. And it, it, it's as if, I can only describe, it's as if it, what it must be like if you put yourself inside shrink wrap. Wow, okay, so like, um, what's that, you know, where they, they do it on uh, MasterChef, don't they? They wrap like a, a, a bit of salmon up and then sous vide it. Yeah. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's Put exactly yourself that. in a water But bath. I'm doing that to myself and getting <laughs> a great night's sleep. So, uh, full circle, six days on from the original Mind Blown. Weighted blankets, mind blown and sleeping like a log. Just thinking about the squirrel in the park and all that kind of stuff Yeah, earlier. I think maybe, was Squir- he a fox? I don't think so. I think he was a squirrel, wasn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I don't know? I've never really thought... Because he always had a big cloak on and everything, didn't he? A exactly. monocle. What was Basil Brush? Hang on, I'll ask Siri. Hey, Siri, what was Basil Brush? Basil Brush is a fictional fox, best known for his appearances on daytime British children's television. Do you want me to keep reading? No, man. No, no, no. we're done. Why is your Siri voice uh, a butler from uh, the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway.